Hello, everyone. This is Mike Linstead, president and co-founder of the Nehemiah Project, and you are listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast, where we replace hopelessness with hope. Well, we are on our 26th episode of our weekly snippets of encouragement, and I am here with Pastor Chad, my ministry partner, my friend, my buddy. <laughs> my pal. My pal. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's good to be with you, Chad. How you doing today? Yeah, doing good, man. It's uh, last night was our first ever marriage workshop night. Yeah. We got ten, we got nine more weeks of this, so really excited. Went off well. Yeah, awesome to see how God's working in marriages yeah. through His Word. And so, how many couples did we have? We had twelve in person, and I think there are five couples watching online. Praise God! So, it's, I mean, for our first one, that's that's awesome. And man, marriage is so important. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's, I don't know if we can describe its importance. It's the greatest institute outside of our relationship with God. Absolutely. Absolutely. It reflects that relationship. Absolutely. It is the building block for all of society. I was going to say, what, what's being attacked most right now? Marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Why? Because you break up the marriage and, and render it worthless. Right. And society breaks. Or try to redefine it. Right. Right. Society breaks. Remove the father from the household, you Mm -hmm. know. We can just go down the list. If you look at the statistics of fatherless homes or, Mm. or, or divorce homes or all this stuff and mental health, I mean, Mm -hmm. the mental health issues are at such a high rate in situations like that. Yeah. And the contrast, and this isn't even necessarily talking about Christian homes, but just homes that are together and the health like of the children that raise up into adults Uh and the mental health there, is remarkably lower. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, not like a couple percentage points. Like one's like 80% with mental health mm-hmm. when the family's broken apart, and then you only see like 20% of mental health when families stay together. Yeah. Um, Thomas Sowell, who's not a Christian, but he's right. a, um, he's a, um, I guess, intellectual. He's, he does a lot of things, but he's an intellectual. He does a lot of work, um, and he uses data to sort of prove his positions. Yeah. And he wrote a, a book called Discrimination and Disparities. It's focusing on yeah. discrimination and disparities and looking at the the reality behind some of the, mm-hmm. the uh, issues that we see in our culture. And he focused on the black family. The black family, the African-American family mm-hmm. in this nation, before the creation of the welfare state, uh, after slavery, so that time period between the you know slavery, slavery and, and, and the welfare state, they did re- very well. But the reason why they did very well is because you saw the the the, the nuclear family tight. The right. father was in the home, right? right? So, um, just I'm not going to get into that, but it just goes to show, like that's one of many right. examples. It's like, man, if we have like the family is defined by the Lord, yeah. Things happen in a positive light. <laughs> right. They tend to go well. Yes, they do. So speaking of the Lord and the way that he has designed for things to occur, mm-hmm. let's get into the Bible. We are on Proverbs 26. As usual, we're going to read popcorn style. So I will read one verse, then Chad will read one, then we'll circle back and we will make some comments. Proverbs 26 verse one says this, like snow in summer or rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a sparrow in its flitting, like a swallow in its flying, a curse that is causeless does not alight. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Whoever sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. Like a lame man's legs, which hang useless, is a proverb in the mouth of fools. 
Like one who binds a stone in the sling is one who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn that goes up into the hand of a drunkard is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like an archer who wounds everyone is one who hires a passing fool or a drunkard. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. The sluggard says, there's a lion in the road. There's a lion in the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so does a sluggard on his bed. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. It wears him out to bring it back to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. Whoever meddles in a quarrel not his own is like one who takes a passing dog by the ears. Like a man-man who throws firebrands, arrows, and death. Is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I am only joking. For lack of wood, the fire goes out. And where there is no whisperer, quarrels, quarreling ceases. As charcoal to hot embers and wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome man for, for kindling strife. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Like the glaze covering an earthen vessel are fervent lips with an evil heart. Whoever hates disguises, or whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in his assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and a stone will come back on him who starts its rolling. A lying tongue hates its victims, and a flattering mouth works ruin. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 26. So we see three categories Mm -hmm. of people. And there's a progression here. In verses 1 through, what is it? Verses 1 through 12, the word fool is used in every single proverb. Yeah. Then we move on to verses 13 through 16, and we see the sluggard. Yeah. Then we see the final category in the last uh, verses of this proverb, and really the theme that runs through these um, are quarrel, quarrel, a quarrelsome man mm-hmm. and a deceiver. Mm-hmm. Someone who is good with words is where this one ends, right. but their heart is wicked. And, and the progression here is we have the general, which is a fool. Then we have sort of mm, on a spectrum, the sluggard would be the, more of a simple fool, right? Right, the lazy, the, the t- you know, whatever. And then we see the more sophisticated fool. Right, the one who's a deceiver who's seeking to hurt others. Yes. So let's uh, kind of return back to some of the ones here that um, pop out to us. I think verses four and five are where we have to start. I do love a good analogy. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll we'll stick in four and five, but that number three is a great analogy. Let's start with that. A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey. So these are... These are things that are normal in use. Like you use a whip to drive a horse, you use a bridle for a donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Meaning okay. the only good thing a fool needs is a beating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that, that beating, so to speak, right. right, could be metaphorically, right? Of course, of course. Um, now, if we look in, in just the context of the Bible, the Old Testament, the Old Testament law specifically, God, um, you know, was a God that prescribed capital punishment uh, for murder. Right, life for life, 
tooth for a tooth, eye for an eye, right? Right. This is justice, right? Right. Getting what you deserve. And right? this is this is not a fool in the sense of so like if you're listening to this, this doesn't mean someone who's not intelligent. You know, so Right. So don't hear us wrongly. It's not someone who meaning like you need to reject someone if they're not on your intellectual level. Now this is someone who's choosing not to listen to wisdom. Right, which is defined as the fear of the Lord. Exactly. So a fool is someone who rejects God uh, with wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. They, they have, they've heard some measure of right. uh, who God is and right. they reject it, right? Right. And, so, and we see this all throughout scripture. The wages of sin is death. The punishment for sin is death. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's always a punishment for sin. So this lines up, you know, in the things that it says about a fool, the same kind of idea. Yes. So verses four and five are interesting. It says, answer not mm-hmm. a fool according to his folly, why? Lest you be like him yourself. And then verse five says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Right. So there's like a balance in this this situation or these two situations mm-hmm. rather call for discernment, mm-hmm. right? Verse four basically is telling you, I'll put it in my own words, don't get in arguments for argument's sake. Right. Right. You're never gonna win an argument with a fool. And I say this a lot, it's helpful for me to remember no one's ever been argued into heaven. Right. So even as a Christian, if you're like, I really want to reach my neighbor, and all the neighbor wants to do is to get in frivolous debates and try to win the argument with you. Right. You're not going to reach your neighbor by w- trying to outwit him and win the argument and prove him wrong. Right. That's, that's not going to win him over. So yeah. there's no use in that type of a conduct with a fool. Yeah, and that speaks really to the apologetic type conversations that sure. we have. If you guys are interested in apologetics, um, mm-hmm. we did do a podcast on that with David Grantham. Go yeah. listen to that. It's phenomenal. Right. Um, and, and the field church, that is our hub church, actually has put out a few videos by David Grantham mm-hmm. of different types of questions to mm-hmm. answer as well. Yeah, and just generally speaking, you know, like Chad said, <laughs> if you get in an argument, for example, uh, whether or not the universe is billions of years old or right. thousands of years old, right? Right? Um, you could put all the objective mm-hmm. evidence forward that says actually it's not billion years old; it's actually thousands of years right. old, and they're going to say nah, you know, right? Because they have their objective right. evidence, right? And this is different. This is where Mike said discernment. Discernment. You may. It, I'm not saying that that conversation is worthless with someone who's gen, like genuinely seeking answers. Right, like Thomas, right? The doubting right. disciple. He said, oh, I'm only right. going to believe if I see Jesus. Exactly. And Jesus said, all right, here I am. If you've got someone who's coming and saying, here's what I believe, and, and but is willing to like listen, consider, that's a worthwhile conversation. Mm-hmm. We're talking about someone whose ears are closed, and yeah. they're, just, they're just there to beat you. And- well, I'll tell you this. So I know an individual. Um, I'm going to keep it really, you know, uh, general, <laughs> I know an individual who um, I shared the gospel with. This individual told me that they will never believe. Mm. And um, before they said that, um, I've known this individual for a while. And um, this individual likes to just argue yeah. straight up, just likes to argue. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't care. So I shared the gospel with this individual um, organically. I will never believe was the answer. So I have stopped sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. I look for opportunities if they come up to direct the conversation towards the spiritual side. But um, this is this is an example of what this proverb is telling me. Right. I pray for this individual and I trust that God will soften their heart. Um, but I'm not going to answer a fool according to his folly. Right. right? There's, there's no use engaging in an argument. No. Uh, I will let my actions in the way that I carry myself speak volumes in right. this instance, right? So uh, that's that. Let's go to verse five here. Now we can't just let fools just... 
speak foolishness, right? right. Uh, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes, right? right. So with this particular example, mm-hmm. when this individual says things that are um, just patently false, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that don't work out in reality, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's an opportunity for me to challenge that in right. love, right? And love, remember, is not me feeling good about this person or hoping right. that they feel good about me. Uh, love is, I don't want this person to go to hell um, from believing a lie. Right. So there's opportunities there to challenge because if, if, if there's never a challenge, then someone who is deceived, who could believe something that's patently false, uh, we'll just continue on in that path, mm-hmm. right? Lest he be wise in his own eyes, it says. Answer that fool according to his folly, right? Mm-hmm. So again, discernment is really the operative um, sort of principle here. We have to develop discernment. Mm-hmm. Discernment can only be developed if our mind is being renewed in the text of scripture. Um, if you, you don't know what you don't know, if you're not reading the Bible, if you're not deeply studying the Bible, if you're not applying the Bible to your life, and if you're not seeking the Lord in prayer, you will not develop discernment. Uh, this is not something that comes overnight. We have to uh, live our beliefs out, mm-hmm. right? In obedience mm-hmm. to the text of scripture. Right. So, Well, even to take your example, you did address him or her according to their folly mm-hmm. in the terms of you did share the gospel clearly. Mm-hmm. But what you're also doing, you're, you're doing both there, but you've chosen, I'm not going to engage in that argument any longer. They know where I stand. Right. They know that that they're at least according to scripture that I've already called out that their belief is wrong. Mm-hmm. So you can let someone decide to be a fool, but at least help them see that they are choosing to be a fool. Yeah, and let's just take this more of a general example. I think this mm-hmm. is important. So in our culture in America, uh, pluralism is widely accepted as just okay, right? Yeah. And that, what that means is like your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. Um, well, that doesn't logically work in reality. Yeah, ever. In, yeah, in any it, reality. It can't. You can't build a society with that as your base mode of operation. Right. Uh, because what if my truth says that I like, this is what David Grantham said when, mm. when we were talking about it in our podcast. He said, what if my truth um, is that I believe that anyone that, you know, so Chad's currently wearing the clothes I'm about to de- describe. If my <laughs> truth is anyone wearing uh, blue jeans and a striped shirt is, um, you know, worthy of death and uh, it's up to me to kill them, is that a workable truth, right? Right. If it's my truth, what? You just said my truth is my truth. I'm allowed to have it, right? Right. Because that's the fundamental assumption there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work, right? And believe me, if that sounds far fetched, it's not. There's all kinds yeah. of groups out there, like the Ku Klux Klan, that think this this particular way, right? Right. So uh, there has to be an objective truth, and um, truth by definition cannot originate within oneself. Mm-hmm. It's not truth, then. Right. It's your experience. That's right. not truth. We did another podcast on what is truth. So go yeah. listen to that one if you want to get deeper into this. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. when you just do little challenges like that, mm-hmm. the fool no longer seems that wise in their own eyes, right? right. It's just a little challenge, right? Let's okay, let's work that out, right? right? That's yeah. the kind of way you can sort of approach these conversations. Exactly. Let's see how far that gets us in our combo. <laughs> right. You may say you live like that. And the the reality too is when you challenge some of those things, they don't actually live like that. No. Because they're following at the very least, they're following the law of the land. Because they don't want to go to jail or get in trouble. Right. So you can say all day, I believe, and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but you're not really doing that because you know you'll go to jail for it. Right, right. <laughs> so let's move on then. Just kind of cap this off with verse 12. It says, do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There's more hope for a fool than for him. 
You know, and again, the fool can be wise in their own eyes. Even um, what verse is it here? Verse 16 says that the sluggard, which is under the category of fool, is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. And, you know, we deal with these types of people all day long. Some of us have been this type of person. You know, Mm -hmm. a sluggard is someone who is willfully lazy, right? This Mm -hmm. is not someone who's like poor or um, maybe is struggling with like heavy, serious depression, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is someone who for all intents and purposes could go get a job right now. Oh yeah. Like a J-O-B. Just Mm -hmm. doesn't want to, right? Right. Um, And then- And then they say lies. Like verse 13, right? There's right. a, it could be a lion out there, right? right. The COVID's everywhere, right? Like, like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we which is that's actually this. a legitimate excuse, but well, people no, use but, it. But that's the thing. So what this is actually talking about is not a, a false fear, but one that's not likely. Right. Meaning, could there be a lion in the streets? In this day and time, yeah, there could have, I mean, there sure. were lines around. There's a zoo in New Orleans. There can, <laughs> that can happen. In our day and time, can you catch COVID? Yes. Percentage wise, are you likely to die from it? No. No. Um, should that stop you from living your life and contributing to society? No. no. Um, but you can certainly say it and it be true, quote unquote, and be an excuse to not do yeah. anything. And that's what this sluggard here in the heart is just doesn't want to actually do anything. So here's an excuse. Everybody, everybody listen to this excuse. Like, you can't ask me to do that. I, I got, yeah. you know, or, I mean, I, I can go down a list that are, are that are false. So. I think verse fourteen kind of describes the sluggard's trajectory. Yeah, he's not going anywhere, right? As right. a door turns on its hinges, <laughs> so does a sluggard on his bed. Yeah, he's not going to get very far the with visuals that. Visuals almost—it's definitely laughable. Yeah, because I mean, if you just think about a door, it just—they right. don't go anywhere. It just moves back and forth. Right, it's and just showing tossing and turning in your bed. <laughs> I mean, physically, this person could be tossing and turning in their bed. Or in their mind, they could be going back and forth between like actually wanting to change their life and not. You know, there's right. there's a lot of wisdom in in that simple sentence. Yeah. Um. You know, and that's kind of exemplified in the following verse that he'll even bury their hand in the dish, <laughs> and when they get the hand in the dish, they go, oh, it's just, just too much. It's just too much to put it in much. my mouth. Too much to put in my mouth. I can't even feed myself. Again, this is not someone struggling with serious depression or anxiety or any debilitating. There's, there's no real. There's yeah. There's no mental handicap here. It's just. Oh, I just don't want to move. This is just a sluggard, a lazy, a fool. So let's move on to the final category here because we're running out of time. But the sophisticated fool here, the deceiver, Mm. right? Um, Verses 18 and 19. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I'm only joking. Remember, we we mentioned this Mm -hmm. because the same type of proverb was mentioned earlier on. You know, to make light of evil is a wicked thing to do. Mm -hmm. And when we say something that's intentionally hurtful, and then we follow it up with, I'm only joking. Just to get yourself out of the consequences of it. Right. I mean, that's not nice, but it's, it's actually evil, right? right? Right, But this this is getting at something a little bit deeper. You know, deception mm-hmm. is craftiness. Deception takes um, intelligence, you know, mm-hmm. um, and some measure of intelligence. A bold-faced lie is not deception. Right. Deception is putting a, a half-truth forward or make taking a truth and then putting some sort of sort of half-truth next to it. Uh, honestly, this is going to maybe be controversial, but a word that would that we use in our culture today that would really describe what you're talking about mm-hmm. is the word political, being political. Because sure. how do people use it? Right. Well, he's, he's really political. He kind of plays, but he kind of massages. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's trying to get to a certain spot. Like yes. He's not being genuine. I think that's a good example, though, because uh, a politician uses words 
um, as their weapons, right? right? And they use words uh, intentionally, mm-hmm. and they understand the effects of the words that they're saying mm-hmm. uh, to some degree. Um, and, and, and so also they use falsehoods. What's that? And so then, then there's a lot of falsehood in in their words. Oh, there's bending of stati- statistics. There's all right. sorts of things. Yeah. So that that's kind of a good picture for us to keep in our head as we as we finish this podcast out. Mm-hmm. Uh, verses 24 and 25 really, really, I think, speak to the severity of this um, problem when you do believe someone is deceiving. Mm-hmm. It says, whoever hates disguises himself with his lips. Mm-hmm. Wow. So hate is always connected with murder in the Bible. Yeah. Like hatred is a deep, evil thing. We use it sort of flippantly in our culture. I hate this show, right? It's like, no, dude, you you can't murder the show, right? Like you just dislike it. You just don't find it enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Cain hated Abel and he murdered him, right? right? Jesus says, if you hate someone, you've you've committed murder in in your heart. You've you've basically committed murder with them. Anger is the beginning of that. And so it says that whoever hates disguises himself with his lips and harbors deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, do not believe him. For there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred be covered with deception, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Mm-hmm. In other words, seven is like a number for perfection, right? Yeah. And it says that he's got perfect abomination in his heart, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like this individual was thoroughly wicked and he, and he, he knows how to use words or she knows how to use words in order to cover this, yeah. this burning anger inside of them. But, the last sentence that I read there, his wickedness will be exposed in the assembly, mm-hmm. which is just another way of saying, just watch their life. Yeah, You'll see, you'll know them by their fruits, is right. what Jesus said. And eventually it'll all get exposed yes. in the end, right? And, and you'll see it, and maybe sometimes you'll see it too late, right? You may mm-hmm. already have, have suffered at the hands of their deception before you yeah. know it, right? But the final verse, uh, I'm sorry, verse 27 gives us um, some more insight into this, and it kind of gives us some hope, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever digs a pit will fall into it and a stone will come back on him who starts it rolling. When you start lying, when you start deceiving, right. you have to necessarily speak lies. And eventually it'll get you. It'll get you. You get caught in that web, that web of lies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Nothing right. that's that's hidden can stay hidden, right? And we see this play out, you know, speaking of marriage, we see this play out with spouses who are, who are lying and cheating mm-hmm. and deceiving. Eventually it gets found out mm-hmm. and it usually ends up destroying the marriage. Mm-hmm. We see this once again with politicians mm-hmm. when all of a sudden years later stuff gets exposed or, or whatever and unfortunately it ends up hurting us or you know just think about I mean the, every TV show or TV villain basically plays this part right yeah. like we're on the front side everybody thinks one thing about them and behind the scenes is really have a master plan and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's because it's in the human heart what is right. being said here is just true those who do not believe in the lord those who do not fear the lord this is a regular these three people the fool the sluggard the the sophisticated deceiver like you said earlier is a spectrum Mm -hmm. this is a spectrum of sin Mm -hmm. different types of the ways that this that the the heart of sin plays out yeah and so this will be normative in a lost world you Mm -hmm. will run upon all three of these people Mm -hmm. and by the way you have been this person, mm-hmm. one of the p- people before Christ. Absolutely. Um, so that's why it's only when the fear of the Lord brings wisdom, the, the beginning of knowledge and wisdom, and that comes through a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, we're out of time. 20 minutes goes by way too fast. The buzzer went off. We thank you all for listening to another <laughs> episode of the Nehemiah Project podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to the Nehemiah Project podcast. For more resources about addiction recovery, suicide prevention, and overcoming other life-controlling issues, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, tnproject.org. If you or someone you love is struggling, don't hesitate to reach out to us by calling 985-205-3022.